showing this movie at the New Beverly was one of like the highlights of yeah. my time there because it felt like just preaching to the choir a little bit. You're like, right, fellas, right? Are okay. we all we're all Let's good, just right? Make sure, this is not going to happen. To yeah, any of you. fair <laughs> warning. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Marion. This is episode 79, titled, Bet You Didn't Know That. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing 1980s as promised fade to black yay starring dennis christopher um and written and directed by who again vernon zimmerman vernon zimmerman okay um this movie's tagline mm-hmm. eric binford lives for the movies sometimes he kills for them too i mean it's pretty solid yeah so this movie i uh we saw for the first time uh mm-hmm. was one of the ones that we saw in our uh, video store and we Loved it so much because it's such an amazing concept Mm -hmm. where you have this uh, really kind of sad, tortured film nerd who's like... I wonder if we've ever met any of those people before. Yeah, where like Mm -hmm. he just sits himself in his room and this is 1980, so he has his 16 millimeter projector to watch movies on and Uh just kind of sits in his room and the line between fantasy and reality snaps and, you know, it goes all haywire. Which is awesome. But it's just a great concept and and, and having worked at the New Beverly for as long as I had, I was like, ah. This is pretty close to home. Pretty like spot on. I would say showing this movie at the New Beverly was one of like the highlights of yeah. my time there because it felt like just preaching to the choir a little bit. You're like, right, fellas, right? Are hey, we all we're all good, right? Sure, this is not going to happen to yeah. any of you. Fair warning, <laughs> just so we know. But um, it's such a, a cool concept for a film, is. and uh, Dennis Christopher really gives such a, a great heartfelt performance. Yeah, and this is his next movie right after Breaking Away, which was yeah. the kind of the big star making turn for him, and yeah. he won awards for that performance and stuff. What an interesting follow choice i like it. it is i like that this was his follow-up choice. yeah me too i also like too that this idea that um you know the when you know he starts snapping and starts you know killing people and all that it all kind of come part of it it's a little bit like we talked about a couple episodes ago about evil ed and sort of being like his agreeing to become a vampire is because like nobody's ever going to pick on you again and nobody right. it's that idea that all of this kind of comes from eric from not only a place of loneliness eric is dennis christopher's character in this um but also that concept that i feel like most it has occurred to most film fans that the movies are just cooler than real life yeah. everything's just better it's mm-hmm. better than a movie like romance and adventure and just everything's better and if and, and then when you you're watching the movies and then you you know you you leave the theater and you get in your car and you're sitting in traffic and everything sucks again mm-hmm. and so like what if it could just always only be a movie yeah. and there's something about that that i think is very seductive for most people who are sure. film fans but then if you get the right person and the right set of circumstances and they go full twang calamity but Dennis Christopher is a great choice for this because you know you have him in Breaking Away as someone like who's everyone's in love with him he's so adorable and then you have him here (laughs) where again like he's he's so adorable and and he's clearly so damaged yeah that you kind of have this imp- empathy for him even mm-hmm. though as a character he's not very nice no he's, he's not kind, he's of, kind of a jerk kind of a jerk to everybody but i still kind of am like oh but i love Bar- eric like, yeah i'm I do kind too. of on eric's side yeah even though he's a fuck up and even though he's a, cur- a killer yeah he's, i think because you relate to those emotions though because yeah. you relate to his love of film and you relate to like that idea of you know 
and obviously his circumstances in life are pretty bad. Um, but that idea that like escapism, because mm-hmm. there's something like essentially romantic about that, yes. you know? Um, and yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's the concept is phenomenal. So um, uh, we, we, we start with a pan of Eric's room, yeah. uh, which is all of his film memorabilia, mainly older films, mm-hmm. lots of Marilyn Monroe and Cary Grant and uh, new Beverly calendar and whatnot. Yes. Uh, he gets the worst wake up call of all time <laughs> from his aunt Stella, who is stuck in a well, wheelchair mm-hmm. and who just, like comes in and like throws the blinds open and turns music on and she's just a full monster conducting music with her cane no she's and just you're so like, crazy no eric like this is who he has who he's living with yeah and she like immediately reminds him of how useless he is and how like she um she and his mother were part of like a dance team and they had dreams of hollywood and then she could have had you know any man was like at her feet but she chose his father and like she got pregnant and blah 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 and then when she died and i had to take care of you and you ruined my life blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he called her. He made he, she was at a party, and the babysitter called because she was sick. She came home, got a car accident, lost the use of her legs, yeah. and says it's his fault. And he was like, "I was four years old, right?" And now he's like, like twenty or something, and he's still being reminded of this, you know. And it's just like every day you feel like he gets this exact lecture, yeah. probably every morning. Yes, and I'm like this so is you why can, you're so so broken. Yeah, you can already see where it all comes from. He's just a sad, sad person. And yeah, kind of slumps his way off to work, where he works in this amazing. 35 millimeter film warehouse yeah but he's just everybody's like eric what are you doing you have these things i was supposed to get from you and he's like not doing any of his he's work. not like good at his job he's like he's such a really he, except watching movies i know and that's and again it's like i know this person yes. you know um yeah are you he, talking about me marion is that what you're no, talking about no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm veiled. talking to her right now no sorry oh um, not at all um it's no true. but it's like but you and i know these people yes. collectively and uh, um and yeah yeah, and there's part of you that's just like, oh, like that guy's amazing, but like you don't give that guy five hundred dollars petty cash because yeah. you're never going to get it back, like yeah. never going to get it back, you know. Um, and so yeah, like his boss b- yells at him ben and Ford, you are a fuck up. Yeah, which he is, which is totally he accurate, is. you know. And he wants extra money for like the Vespa, that's like the warehouses, but like he, he didn't deliver. Get, he he didn't lost deliver. the stuff he was supposed to deliver. He lost all the petty, lost all the petty cash. Mm-hmm. So now he, everything's late, and so his boss, boss who has heart pills because he's very excitable. Yes, you know, throws money, tells him it's coming out of his uh, paycheck, and so Eric takes off with the Vespa, not to deliver the things he said he was going to deliver, but to go to a diner to go have a hot dog. So because she's just like kind of a fuck up, Eric. Come no. on. No, he is really but screwed. before he does that, he uh, runs into uh, Richie. Yes. Who is Mickey Rourke. Yeah. And like of, his first film appearances? Uh, he's in 1941, but he doesn't have a very big part. But I think oh, this okay. is his first like. Got it. But it's full on Mickey Rourke talking to Dennis Christopher and they yeah. have uh, the bet. Yes. Which is what is Rick's full name in Casablanca, right? Right. But they uh, can't look at a print or or look it up anywhere. Yeah. Or Google because the internet hasn't been invented yet. No, not yet. Um, and uh, yeah. And you just have to tell me. And, you know, and they make a bet over like 50 bucks or something like it, that. It's yeah, and mm-hmm. so it it's a bad idea. You can tell, but Eric needs money. Yeah, what but also he's do- like he's Ricky Rourke is like a total jerk, and he's like he's that guy's never going to pay you. No, um, that he guy's just like just pound him. your ass, and yeah. like that's all there is to it. So that- why bother making a bet with that guy? Yeah, don't, I don't know. know. Um, so we cut to we meet we also meet um uh Marilyn um and her friend who are jogging um and uh Marilyn is Marilyn O'Connor in this film and she just Linda happens Carriage. to play by Linda Carriage yep. and she just happens to look exactly 
exactly like a 1980 version of Marilyn Monroe. It's really um, uncanny. She's like, yeah. she might be one of the best Marilyns on film. Yeah. It's just, yes. you, you can't separate it. You're and she's like, Australian. She's Australian. So she has, when she talks, she has the accent. Yeah. But just when they make her up to look like Marilyn in the film, you're, you're just like, like, damn. Huh. Okay. Um, and so they're just, they're go they're uh, jogging and they'll end up later on in the same diner um, with Eric. We also briefly meet some other characters oh, in this B goodness. story that Julie and I could do without. Yes, this in B this story film. could be excised and I would be fine with it. Because Maybe, let's like heavily redact this when we uh, recount this film okay. because like nobody cares, right, but I'll just, just briefly get into briefly. it for two seconds. Um, so there's this guy named Dr. Moriarty. He's and, not a doctor, is he? He's just a, like a psycho psychologist. 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 Yeah. That's your doctor. That's a doctor yeah. too. My PhD. brother's a psychologist. Okay. okay. Thanks, Jerry. Dr. Moriarty. Um, Dr. Moriarty. <laughs> Tim um, Thomerson. Yes, and he is like a psychologist who's going to start working for the local police department and so he's meeting the captain captain gallagher in his office and he's talking about the new counseling program that he has and gallagher does not seem particularly interested and moriarty is sort of like this former hippie that now has a degree and you know believes in recidivism and all this stuff and there's also a hot female police officer officer Anne, and so she sees moriarty and is like oh hey eyes and then gallagher's like get out of my office moriarty go to the basement and he's like gallagher you're such a screw up and it's just this whole thing that nobody cares about no. can yeah. i be done talking about yes it? but okay. let me just point out before we move on so i found when i was in a thrift store uh last year a uh the novelization of fade to black which was one of my very oh. favorite thrift store finds oh. and i was very excited um but it has no it was not written by vernon zimmerman so it was like somebody else take coming in and taking uh, charge on it but it's interesting to see it there's way more in like in Eric Binford's head and like what he's thinking while he's oh, doing okay. these things really cool um, but in the book they say that Dr. Moriarty is supposed to be he thinks of himself as Dean Moriarty from On the Road he's trying to be like a Neil Cassidy kind of guy oh really and I was like what that's not true at all and then no. I asked Vernon Zimmerman about it and he was like uh no and I was like <laughs> okay. okay I didn't think so because that's not very he's not very but 100% um, whoever did the novelization saw the movie and was like this stuff's not up to snuff no, so like uh, what, we, we, we got gotta, Moriarty what can I do with that what can I do with this guy because this guy I would is like just, him so much better if that was the kind of character he totally was, but yeah no, but not. that is no that is not the kind of character so we do meet him briefly but cut back to the diner um and Eric of course sees Marilyn and does this not so subtle scoot over <laughs> which, <laughs> which Julie and I saw we were, we're like, like oh, sly Eric we, real we sly you, yeah, where you're like you're on a stool and you you just move one stool over and then look back at her, move another stool over, look back hey. at her. Like she she sees what you're doing, she <laughs> sees you coming. Um, uh, but he's like a gog and has a dream sequence where he sees her as Marilyn Monroe yeah. is just like losing his shit totally. Uh, but she's kind of into it. She, that's which is what I think is so interesting about the Marilyn characters. I feel like. A lot of other films, it was like this girl would see this guy and be like, uh. uh which, and her friend is like, uh. uh. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I feel like her, but uh, but she sees him and she's like, I don't know, he's kind of cute. So they kind of, he says, you know, you know, you look a lot like her. And she says, like, you know, I know. And the friend's like, yeah, she gets it all the time. Like, stop saying it. Um, and she says to Frank's that she thinks he's kind of cute. And she's like, do you want to? You want to take me back to work? And he was like, "Oh, uh, okay." He's and like, "All right, I have two wheels though." And she's like, "Fabulous, let's yeah, go, let's go." Like, hitches up her dress to go. See, but I'm into it too because I feel like I would totally be an Eric Binford, right? Mm -hmm. Even though he's a killer, because yes, that's my would. mo. I'm like, "Oh, but he's gonna like psycho kill me later." Norman Bates. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, but I kind of <laughs> like him. He's damaged. I don't know what. That I mean, is. maybe that guy can give you a ride back to work, but then I'm immediately calling you when you get back to yes. work. I'm like, Julie, are you at work? Are you going to see him tonight? No, you're not. Okay, um, I will yeah. be waiting for you. When yeah, you <laughs> I'll make that call. I call out the hounds at midnight. <laughs> 
Uh, but I think their Vesper ride is very cute. It is very she, cute. They talk about movies and she says she lives in this Australian outback where the guy brings around the same two movies over and over, which is Mary Poppins and Sound of Music. Yeah. And he says that he, and this is a little too far perhaps, says that he go, he's been went one year, watched three movies a day, every day for a year and never missed one. Like that's intense. That man. is intense. And then says something which I feel like it's so sad. He says, "I'm gonna own my own movie theater and I'll show whatever I want whenever I want, and you can come." Which is like a, what an 11 year old says. Do you know what I mean? Like someday I'm gonna and you and you can come. It's like you know, little kids are like, "Do you want? Do you want to come to my birthday party?" To yeah. someone like they just met, yeah. you know, and you're like, "You're a grown man." Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you. I mean, there's the isolation is really obvious, and the idea that he's seen three movies. A day, every day. It's because this dude has no friends yeah. and his friends are the movies. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. But again, what I think is sort of charming about the Marilyn character is as you know, beautiful as she is, she sees all that and she's just like, that's kind of interesting. That's and, kind of like, I like that she likes his weirdness. Yeah. And I think that makes her really cool. Yeah. And that she kind of invites herself out on a date. Yeah. He drops her off. She works at a skate shop in Venice, uh-huh. which in 1980 is a pretty sweet job. That is a sweet job. Um, and sweet he anyway. says... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But his like, see you later line is see you in the movies. And she's like, okay, when do you want to go? And I'm like, all right. I like it. I yeah. like it too. Even though she's going to forget terribly about yeah, it later. I but know. But she is excited. But she is excited. So she, he's is like she eight o'clock. Is she to be like space, spacey? Like what is her? I think she has this kind of like, and I think it's maybe it's the actress or whatever, just has this kind of free spirit quality mm-hmm. where there's sort of like these kind of beautiful women that are just kind of like, yeah, I'm into it all. Whatever. You sure. seem great. Why you not? You want to take me out to dinner? Sure. But I think what they're bored by are sort of these, are like the handsome, aren't I great? Look how great I am. Right. You're so lucky to be with me. I feel like those kind of girls don't like that. So like later, you know, there's like that co-worker of hers that's like I'm a photographer totally Peter Horton who's totally Children, Peter Horton Children of the Corn oh okay um, and he's like you know very handsome and you know seems to have a fairly well balanced life but is like I'm into you you're into me let's do this thing and blah blah and I she's like, not that yeah. into him you but know this weirdo over here super I like into it weirdo. yes I think that makes that character really cool I do too so they make a date to meet at uh, 8 o'clock 8 o'clock ships in Westwood mm-hmm. where we cut back to our favorite Dr. Moriarty in this excruciating <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty bad. (laughs) You just like relived it. It's terrible. It's really bad. All right, I'm going to take over briefly because Julia's lost her mind. Um, (laughs) I'm just thinking about Marion's reaction. (laughs) Oh no, she's crying. She's laughing so hard. So basically, yes, the um, we cut back to it and. And the hot police officer has come down into Moriarty's office and he's playing the harmonica in a way that I think is meant to be sexy and attra- and alluring and she can't resist. He plays it for a little bit, sees her watching him plays it, gives it a few extra, you know, whirls and flourishes. And then... But it's like, also simultaneously snorting coke off his hand. Correct. While he's playing the yeah. harmonica. And she's like, you know what this is? The total package. So, um, so we'll cut to them in bed, crawling out of bed where they've been canoodling with a bottle of wine and a box of Ritz, Ritz crackers. crackers. Yeah. Who um, brings crackers in bed? I mean, Moriarty does, I guess. Um, and they just have this Can Ritz... We just say, uh, <laughs> during this harmonica number, uh-huh. Marion just kept paying, stop. Please stop. 
please stop. It's so bad. It's it was bad. just it was not good. It's meant to make him look cool and it makes him look like the worst. So not cool. And they have this, you know, very br- brief discussion about sort of the planting of crazy images in kids' heads. It's sort of meant to be the relevant discussion. And it's, it's all capped off with him saying, Hey, never fucked a cop before. Charming. <laughs> all charm. Um oh, Dr. Moriarty. Uh, we hate you. So we're just like cut away, cut away, cut away. Cut away. Ah, back to Eric. Yay. Um so Eric is getting ready for his date, which Aww. he is very excited about. He suits up. He does this little Cary Grant impression with his aunt. He does, and he's very excited, and like borrows some money from her. Uh, can I can I mention this? Uh, so he he asks if he could have a loan at the usual rate of interest because mm-hmm. he's already spent all the petty cash that he got for work I on know. hot dogs. What was he doing? I don't know. Um, and she says, okay, but the to give him money, the the to pay off is that he has to come home early and give her a back rub, right? The way she says it, I a, agree. Okay, there's yeah. a little weirdness. It is incestuous vibe there going is. on, right? Yep. Okay. That All was right, weird. Just checking. That was a choice she made. Yeah. So then we get sad um, Eric stood up montage because for yeah, so long. Marilyn has gone at like a, this coworker of hers. Like she's gone out to have drinks or something with him, and she literally has just forgotten. And so he like approaches other people that he sees with platinum blonde hair, and he's just like, like Marilyn, Marilyn. Marilyn. Oh, sorry. Oh, Marilyn. Oh, and then he does like the sad wander where like you stop waiting, but you don't want to go home. So you just wander around the neighborhood where the date was supposed to happen. Yeah. And just, he's like, got waiting. like his hop along Cassidy watch and he looks at it and he says, where is she, Hoppy? Oh, heartbreaking. So and then and Marilyn- there's like that mean prostitute scene where like there's that, you know, he's at the bus stop and there's a girl who's like working it. And he is like, well, how about me? Like I got $10 or whatever. And she gets in a car with some other guy. And I forget what the mean thing is that she says to Free- him. Hope you freeze your nuts off. You know, you're just like, geez, lady. And they're just like, and so he like, yeah, does some more like just wander but around. Marilyn eventually remembers. And I I, I, yeah. I say like, I, I buy her that she really was, she I really agree. had forgotten. Yes. Like it wasn't uh-huh. like her being a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she runs to Westwood and her, she's running around looking for Eric yeah. and he's not there. He's been long gone. Yeah. So he goes so home. So now he's broken even further than even he further. already was. And of course just goes home and just watches like a gangster movie. Uh-huh. Like, you know, um, but Stella, Aunt Stella comes in just insane and yelling at him and everything. And, and she, knocks over his projector with her cane. Which is not a good move. Um, and uh, and says, you ruined, he says, you ruined it. You ruined everything. And he starts picturing. And in the gangster film that he was just watching, a guy strangles a woman who is in a wheelchair, I think, yes. as well. Um, and this is one of my favorite parts about this film is they there's a lot of intercutting between what's in Eric's head, which is a, a scene from an old film and yeah. what's actually happening in real life. And they parallel each other. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool effect. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see it in many films at all. I think it's such a Not neat, a lot. Yeah. Because it's very thing. abrupt. But it's, again, I, I think it's done in this kind of abrupt way where he he is getting confused which is which yes like what's the movie and what's the which again is like a crazy idea to think about of a character like later he has done something that is so replicant of a um a film that he saw that he's not sure which is which mm-hmm. like that's a great idea yeah. you know um that fantasy reality line starts to blur yeah and so he in the clip that he's imagining there's a guy who ties a woman in a wheelchair and pushes her down the stairs but what actually happens is aunt stella's uh wheelchair gets stuck she has an electric wheelchair mm-hmm. and so it starts going forward and he doesn't stop it yeah so he's not pushing her chair but Mm -hmm. he's not stopping her chair from going and he's laughing maniacally and she goes out 
and down the stairs. Yeah. And I love that he's he's standing there and there's this moment where you see his face like, what has he done? And then he just starts reciting the trivia of the movie, like who's in it, what year it is. Which is so crazy. It's so crazy. And he's like doing it as he just walks into the house, like he's still doing it to himself. And you're like, Uh, And you have the great like looking in the mirror, I've just killed somebody. Like what do I look like to myself now? mm -hmm. And he looks bananas yeah he does look bananas yeah he's kind of gray and it's just like ooh, that is not and i like that he's sort of that kid that's sort of a super pale doesn't go out doesn't see the sunshine and he just looks more and more sickly as the film (laughs) goes on and that's the beginning of like he looks really sick um so that's kind of the snap for eric and he (laughs) goes to her funeral in this spectacular gangster outfit which is just like wow and a yellow raincoat yep and they give him he looks very dick tracy yeah Yeah, he does look very um and uh they give him the urn with all the ashes in it um and he goes back and just starts to like burn her books and he obviously has so much anger with stella and he does the he's smoking i mean he's like chain smoking out the whole film but he puts out his cigarette in her ashes and i was like damn man that's that is harsh like i killed you and i'm not sorry I yeah did it. and also at like the, your cigarettes are now where yeah that's just really bad um and uh and he tells the um the uh, postmistress that uh his name is cody jarrett and he wants to start calling me cody jarrett and he starts kind of talking like james cagney um and yeah and like it's it starts it, it really starts going down this whole rabbit hole where like occasionally he would drop into like the voices of these other characters but he was kind of self-aware and now he's starting to do it where you can tell he's not really aware yeah. that he's doing it and he's put c jared on his mailbox just like mm, yeah okay. um and uh, then he decides to go uh to go see night of the living dead yeah. but he's gonna dress up and so you have this amazing montage of him getting ready and this shot of him half made up as dracula but it's bella lugosi dracula and bella lugosi specifically in black and white yeah so he looks like he's in black and white but Mm -hmm. he's in color and it's an incredible makeup job yeah and goes to this movie marathon where they're watching night of the living dead and uh he's super into it like especially like the mom getting with the spade in her chest and he like leans forward forward so 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 into it yeah um and he sees on the the way out uh the prostitute Mm -hmm. who had turned him down previously Mm -hmm. so he's just gonna come Coming on, coming on over to her. Yeah, but like as Dracula, yeah. like he's like, oh, she, there's the weird woman, and I hate her, and I'm Dracula, so I'm going to stalk her like Bella Lugosi would. So he starts like following her and chasing her, but really just like freaking this woman out, who's like, because at first he starts kind of talking to her like in the voice, but she doesn't really recognize him. But then she kind of does, and then she just starts running, and then he starts running, and he chases her down this alley and she runs into this like fence and like this wooden picket fence and impales herself and when she does he like bends over and just kind of looks at her and then starts puts his finger in her blood and then actually goes down and drinks her blood yeah because he really thinks he's a vampire and that's just so screwed up it's so screwed up but he Um, did this is another he doesn't actually kill her yeah she kills herself yeah gets like a wooden stake through the neck but but he caused her death yeah he did and Mm -hmm. there's the the I like that they hold on his face like he drinks her blood and it's everybody's like ugh and then there's like the moment where he's realizing what he's doing but he's so far gone it's like yeah. the rational part of Eric so far in his mind now that it's just yeah. like oh this is what blood tastes like interesting interesting like, I'm okay with it I can go and down then this path he goes from there over to Marilyn's, uh, Marilyn's house yeah where she has have it getting drunk <laughs> doing her makeup pretending to be Marilyn Monroe yeah that's, as you do if I was her that's what I'd be doing all the time yeah yeah getting real drunk and then just doing my best Marilyn to myself uh-huh. <laughs> all day every day yes <laughs> uh, so then we get the clear psycho uh, homage yes. where she gets in there's a lot of the same shots of her 
shower and taking the shower. Eric comes creeping in in his Dracula costume. Mm-hmm. Um, this line is not that great. I yeah. feel like this could have gone in a different way. It's almost there, not quite. But he he says, "I want to. I only want your autograph." And drops a pen in yes. the shower, so you see the pen ink swirling down instead of blood. And then he right. runs off into the night. Right. But she didn't seem to recognize that it's well, Eric because he, he looks, looks crazy. So crazy. In his makeup. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So and she never brings that up again. She's not like, "Hey, this crazy this guy, crazy thing <laughs> happened to me." No. Into my house. Yeah. No. She seems kind of like nonplussed by it. I'd be so traumatized. She seems kind of nonplussed by everything. She That's does kind seem of kind of cool. It's like the cool australian like she pulled no it off worries. i will tell you she pulls it off um so then you have yeah um there's some more uh mickey rourke bullying and that's where we get the um title of this episode where he keeps throwing uh he basically tells him like yeah he lost the bet but he's not going to pay him the money and he's like get out of here before i kick your ass and blah 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 because eric's like you will you have to you have to give me the money and um and then as they drive off he just starts screaming movie trivia at him and then saying but she didn't know that and then this guy was in this thing but she didn't know that and then this guy and then like they're they're gone they're yeah. they're gone oh, Eric. you're just you're just screaming movie trivia to the air by yourself and uh but richie and his cohort mm-hmm. decide to go down to venice boardwalk and try to pick uh, up chicks pick up chicks where they ask actually ask a bum where you hide in all the pussy and he says las vegas i lived there for four years you go okay that's good specific <laughs> but they're, they're such assholes they're stealing stuffed animals from the carnival so they can get them to get girls um and yeah they're basically just going around being jerks and all of a sudden they kind of turn to this alley and they see the outline figure of a cowboy and he's got like six shooters and the whole bit and they sort of start making fun of him um and when he kind of steps into the light he has this creepy mask on and the mask looks like Hopalong Cassidy um and Mickey Rourke you know being kind of a movie person was like oh yeah he's totally being Hopalong Cassidy um and he throws a gun towards him and he's like oh we're gonna we're gonna do like a fake draw like okay and his friend's like this is weird let's, let's not do let's this let's get out of here why are we why are we engaging with this crazy yeah. person um and then and he uh, uh, Eric draws his gun and fires and it's a real gun and the friend's like bye and like bails and then Richie's like what are you doing like stop like don't what, what are but you Richie what an idiot why, why isn't he just bail why, it, why are you not running I he's trying know. to like talk sense to him he's like why are you doing this who are you what do you want yeah They're like no man he's just, just gonna shoot you why just run away and, and he does shoot him he does shoot him several times bunches of times but the friend gets away yeah, and then later he and Eric are leaving the police station, like having you know talked supposedly off camera. Thank Christ to uh, <laughs> Moriarty. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to see that. Uh, and uh, and you know and, and you know and basically Eric is, seems pretty cocky about the whole thing. Like he's just like, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, it's fine. And now uh, if you can't identify him, who can? You were there. Wink, wink. Um, uh, and and Eric's. Can I just point out Eric's costume for the most of the you did enjoy of, this. I love this outfit. Uh-huh. It's such a like a. I've gone off the deep end. I'm still trying to be a kid, but I'm also like just a fucked up grown up kind of outfit. Yeah. Uh, overalls, red polo shirt, leather jacket, gloves, and like white converse. And you're just like aviators. Wow. Yeah. Stalking around. Being Dark innocent. circles under your eyes for days because you're so bonkers. Um, Moriarty does mention uh, to Anne that he thinks Eric is interesting. Um, and so you're sort of start- starting to see where these two characters are going to connect later on in the film. Uh, in the meantime, Eric has gone hitchhiking and a producer, a big Hollywood flash producer, has picked him up in his 
flashy car. Giving him a joint. Yes, as he casually does. Um, and Eric tells him his idea for this movie that he has called Alabama and the 40 Thieves. And the producer likes it. Um, and Give me a call at the studio sometime. I mean, which then it's just it just adds to, the, again, this sort of idea of like real life versus Hollywood. And like once I have like Hollywood dreams, then my life will really begin. And he because he runs home and he starts talking to Stella's ashes about like talking to Hollywood produ- producer today. He's going to make my movie. You're just like, oh, no, kid, you're, you're talking, so far gone. Yeah. And also you're talking to like your dead aunt's ashes who you don't even like, who you, know? you kind of killed, who you kind of killed. Um, And he's so crazy. And he does this, uh, you know, he does like some crazy rocking because he sort of and it's it's interesting because I think the way Dennis Christopher plays this that, you know, once he does snap and he goes off, he is kind of gone. And then there's kind of glimpses every once in a while where he sees how sad it is. And I felt like the crazy rocking after he started talking to Stella's mm-hmm. ashes was sort of that like, oh, oh, so dark. Like, I've gone. I'm in a bad I'm situation. I'm in a bad place, really but we're just going to keep going. Um, He's just going to wander around Hollywood uh, little yelling, yelling movie trivia at people yep. and saying, bet you didn't know that. Bet you know that, did you? So he has like his little like Hollywood day out and he goes to Grauman's and he's taking like a bunch of um, Polaroids and all that stuff. And then there comes the scene in the film um, where he is your favorite scene, isn't it? Can I? I don't want to really talk. You about don't want to talk about it. Okay. Not really. All right. Um, because we saw where this is going, and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, take well, it away, Julia. So he, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a masturbation scene, but it's a it's a very awkward masturbation scene because it's Dennis Christopher. It, it's I mean. The acting's good. It's difficult to watch because nobody wants to see that. But it's yeah. like he's angry at Marilyn because he's got posters of Marilyn Monroe like over his bed. So mm-hmm. he's looking at her, calling her a bitch and saying how beautiful she is, but also looking like he wants to like choke her and then saying he's sorry afterwards and like it's, and then crying. Yeah, I mean, crying. it's just like, what is going on it's here? One of the most sad, awkward uh, masturbation scenes I could think of on camera. It's pre- yeah. I was just like, oh, cheers to Dennis Christopher like, for having life. the guts oh, to do sorry. that. Oh, <laughs> you know when you cry after you masturbate. <laughs> yeah, sad day. Um, and like you're so ang- so angry, like so angry at her. And I was like, oh my god. Um, so yeah. So he ends up getting fired from his job for being, of course, a super super screw up. And um, he tells his boss that he's going to marry Marilyn Monroe, and he's like, okay, but you're not. Okay, uh, but you're insane. That's not a thing. Um, and and so, of course, he decides that he's going to stalk his boss. Um, and so he gets all gussied up mummy style and stalks his boss through the distribution warehouse with all the prints and everything, which is kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and his boss needs his pills, of course, to prevent himself from having a heart attack. So basically, he just scares the shit out of him until he has the heart attack and can't get to his pills in time and he dies. Um, he laughs when he dies. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and so then he sees the producer that he previously got the ride with on a talk show claiming that Alabama and the 40 Thieves was his idea. And I feel like this is when he really is like, oh, okay, like I'm going to aggressively murder somebody now because he goes into this full James Cagney persona, you know, public enemy kind of thing. Like rents a 1930s roadster. Where the hell did you get that? Has a Tommy gun in a violin case. Yeah. And is like, I'm going to go into this barber and shoot the fuck out of you. Yeah. And he's doing the voice like he's doing. He's like fully being this person. So, yeah, he goes into this barber shop where... Um, which Garrett. I also feel is kind of a very throwback, like yeah. gangster throwback, um, where it's his birthday. Um, and so he's just in the chair with presents, getting his hair cut, and he like shoots the Tommy gun, and everyone like flees. And 
the producer doesn't even recognize him at first. He's like, what the what the hell do you want? Like, what's the thing? And he thinks he's like a birthday card, like a living birthday card at first. Yeah. And then he realizes he's not. And finally, Eric's like, I'm nobody. Remember? Yeah. Like, nobody. And then he's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I give you anything you want. Anything you want. And he's like, nope, too late. Tommy gun in the face. What's well, cool because he spins around in the chair. Yeah. Because that's all mm-hmm. cool. I'll do it. Yeah. No, it's cool. But this is the first time that we see Eric actually like really killed totally super killed that guy and then just like walk right out of there um so you know we get a bit more of the moriarty kind of saying that eric is sort of a victim of society and they they end up going to his house and they see that he's changed the mailbox to cody jarrett and he's changed the street sign and he's got all this memorabilia and they're starting to kind of put it all together after the death of his boss um and uh marilyn meanwhile has told her friend that she's got this like new job at this like photo shoot at this studio um and they're redoing the Prince and the Showgirl, um, which is a film that Marilyn Monroe did with Laurence Olivier, um, and her friends like, mm, I don't know about this. Like, I think I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna drive you there. Yeah, which she does, and then she goes into the lobby, and then she's like, "See you later." Like, like, oh, it looks legit. Bye. And doesn't see anybody. I say to meet the guy. That's know. the whole point. You're going right. Like, yeah. you make sure the guy's not a creeper. Yeah. But the friend leaves. It just leaves her. And also, Anne and Moriarty had this other interesting. And I don't really know what the point of this was per se. But Anne and Moriarty back at Eric's house had this interesting tidbit where they say that Stella was actually Eric's mom. Yeah. And that whole thing about the sister and all that stuff was all crap. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it just makes it more screwed up. I don't yeah. know if that whatever it gives us, but. And they do, yeah. they do uh, the thing where they're driving and Anne's like, there's so much traffic tonight and there's no one. There's no one on the street. <laughs> I remember that, And then yeah. she's like, wait, wait, I know a shortcut. Pulls through a gas station to a pyramid of cans that just go everywhere. Like, that was the most unimportant 30 seconds in this movie, but yeah, yeah quite enjoyable. I know. They were just like, this movie needs a little something. We got to have a little drive through these cans. Um, <laughs> so uh, Marilyn gets all decked out in her full Marilyn Monroe thing. And Eric is dressed up as Laurence Olivier in the film as the prince. Um, he has 100% roofied her yeah. and like put something in her drink. Yeah, I'm not quite clear on what he's giving her. He gives her several pills during the, the finale of this Which movie. Which she willingly takes. She willingly takes. At uh, one point, he says, like, wake up, it's over, and gives her one. I don't know if he's, like, giving her stuff to kill her. Uppers, They're going like, to, die together. Like, I don't know. Who but knows? But also, she's not frightened of no. him. You know, and I understand, like, a little bit of is that she's drugged, but I kind of feel like even if she wasn't drugged, I feel like this guy that she accidentally stood up, stood up and then never saw again and probably feels really bad about it, he suddenly surprised me at this thing, and he's dressed very handsomely, and this outfit's great for me. And we have champagne. So I'm like, and- I understand Eric's drugging her because he probably has this whole, like, murder-suicide plan, but, like, on her side she's like she needs no convincing like no. she seems into it you know and she's like this seems great and so they're like dancing together and Anna and Moriarty show up at the studio and break in Eric um, shoots him in the leg yeah and he's like Eric no Eric Binford we can help you and Eric turns to him and says who the hell is Eric Binford and you're like snap Ooh. yeah um so he escapes with Marilyn down Hollywood Boulevard uh to Grauman's goes into the movie theater and Moriarty confronts Eric. Um, and again, this is where this character, I'm like, stop, just go away with you. Like Moriarty is like just very theatrical and overly aggressive with like trying to talk him down and is getting nowhere. And then Marilyn just kind of turns to Eric and is like, you don't need this anymore. And like takes the gun away and it's like, it's fine. And then Moriarty just yells some innocuous like, crap again. Says, run lady, run. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden Eric's like back, gets back up. So I'm just like, Moriarty, if you just stayed out of this thing, I feel like Marilyn could have sorted this whole thing out for yeah. you. But like, he's just, he's the worst. Um, so Eric and uh, Marilyn end up running upstairs to the roof of Grauman's Chinese. Yeah. So um, I live right by this theater 
And every time I walk past it, I think about the yeah. end of Fade to Black, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking awesome. It is pretty awesome. So there's basically like a shootout on, on this roof. And he tells Marilyn, like, you don't need to stay here. You can leave. And mm-hmm. uh, locks her out, gives her more pills. Yeah. And do, like gives her a kiss. Gives her a kiss. And, and then, then she's it's like, get out of here. She's trying to help him. No, yeah. no, let me back in. And then the cops have said, like, don't shoot him unless he shoots first. But then one of the cops gets trigger happy and yeah. shoots him. And so then you have this tremendous like monologue of Eric. He's dying, but he's thinks he's Jimmy Cagney in White Heat, and no. he's trying. It's to, like, like this top of the world moth, top thing. of the world moth. This like, is my story. Breaks my heart because again, it's like you know. Again, I think Dennis Christopher does a really good job. Like, there's so much pathos and like kind of just the loneliness is like on full display like your your life is so lonely and you're so isolated and you have nothing going for you so you're you're trying to create your own real life death to be as much like a movie as possible Mm -hmm. because then it'll mean something my god like it's so sad it's like one of the saddest things ever it's pretty pretty pathetic and they just swish cheese the hell out of him and uh he falls head over heels off the roof of Grauman's to yeah. his death. And that's the it. end. Credits. We were like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Julie and I were pretty pleased. I think pretty this movie pleased. is great. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's such a cool concept. And especially for film lovers, it's a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, I think there should be Fade Back too. Uh, mm. Where maybe De- uh, Dennis Christopher didn't die. Maybe he lived the fall mm. and is now like even worse because now he's an oh. older gentleman that's like had to live with it all of his life and now he's going to go crazy again. Interesting. That's my pitch. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. And then what would be cool is the sort of like all the movies maybe that have come maybe sort of since that time frame. Like it doesn't have to be from like 80s yeah. on, but like if he sort of was really obsessed with like the 30s and 40s, what if he's obsessed with sort of like 50s, 60s, whatever? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he kind of uses that to go full snap again yeah um all those people that have wronged him starting with moriarty because that guy sucks God. i hate that guy um all right gore factor one not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two a puddle of blood three enough blood to gross out the average viewer four a bathtub of blood and five is run for the barf bag you and i gave this a two a puddle of blood yeah. um didn't really look away um there's like him drinking the blood which is kind of gross it was kind of gross um and he is fully swiss cheesed um and that's no joke and he definitely tommy guns that guy to death Mm -hmm. um so it's more like on the violent side than like disgusting somewhere between a puddle and a bathtub i would think okay uh and then movie raiders raiders let's try it again okay movie ratings zeros to five chainsaws one if you're desperate two barely qualifies as a horror film three seen worse seen better four not too shabby five fantastical so um I give this a three and a half. I gave it a two and a half. What the fuck? Don't know. It's weird. We were in a dark period at that time. I don't know. Clearly. what. I don't understand. Was it a black period? Uh, I don't understand. Fading through. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would, I mean, for me, like, I would give this movie a five now because it's one of it a my four. favorites. Yeah, it is too. I just, the Moriarty stuff is not cool, man. It's true. That's the thing. That's the, that's, I think if, that's if the real. taking that plot line out. That's the tough part of this for me as far as selling it to other yeah. people where I was just like, it's real. And again, it's a B plot. So it's smallish. Like, I don't know what the total screen time is of these characters. It's not a lot, but it's dumb and no good Tim and thomerson has some fans people are super into him but i'm sorry and he's having a ball clearly mm-hmm. but it just seems tonally he it doesn't seem right for the film and i don't know if you know we've talked about these other films where like they feel like they need some sort of comic relief because the other stuff is, is so he dark supposed to be it i think he is because the stuff with dennis christopher is pretty dark yeah. you know but it's again it feels more 
character study to me. So I don't need relief from it. Yeah. Like I feel like times where the relief is fun is the or useful is the last house on the left. We're like in the dark, you yeah, know, just, but I don't need it in a character study. If the character is genuinely interesting, like yeah. I got it. I'm good. Yeah. I wish I had so more, more Eric. Agreed. Yeah. Or more Marilyn and her friend. Like that's either way. But like, yeah, I mean, I understand you need to have this psychologist yelling, don't shoot him. And the captain saying, shoot him. And I get all that. Like, you know, but it's just it's a lot for it so I feel like that prevents me from giving full five okay I think that's Um, valid but I think the character is really wonderful and really interesting it's a great concept and Dennis Christopher does a really good job yay we love Dennis Christopher Uh, so next week we're going to be talking about another Stephen King movie (laughs) are you guys sick of this I hope you're not sick of this because it's just it's a lot yay I mean they're endless like we could just but this is a weird one yeah and it's a super interesting one podcast almost (laughs) yeah there must be like nine of them already I'm sure yeah constant reader number four yeah Uh, so we're gonna be talking about 1983's The Dead Zone yeah directed by David Cronenberg and starring Christopher Walken yeah Um, and Martin Sheen again how many goddamn horror films is Martin Sheen in how many fucking government positions has he held so all of them (laughs) every single one he knows his brand totally I mean it's just like I mean but he's been doing this forever I did great at it baffled about how many horror films Martin Sheen is in that is not what I would have called and he is in a whole lot yeah and he's in this one he is Um, so so, yes so thank you so much for listening guys Uh, you can find us on all of our social medias we are the letter R into survival um, and also we love hearing from you guys um, that's Twitter that's Twitter. Um, and we love hearing from you guys on iTunes and um, the ratings and the reviews make us very happy. So more of those, please, if you love us. Yes. And tell us uh, what you think. Have you seen Fade to Black? Uh, and if uh, you do both watch- of you, if both of you have seen Fade to Black, well, <laughs> not that many people have seen it. I, I feel like I have done my part. It's okay. like, you know, to really try You've to push You've been on a mission. Film. I have. Yeah. You know, this is like this and Final Exam are the two that like really stick out from our time as doing horror movies. Yeah. Like, I've I was seen like, both with you, I think, a couple times now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, these movies just, I don't know something it's a good it's a good find yeah uh so we will see you next week to talk about the dead zone yeah see you then guys bye